Well, our timing's good. We spent a fair amount of time talking about uh, a homeless camp near the uh, Quarry Shopping Center yesterday with excellent guests and a lot of feedback from you. Today, earlier in the morning, Minneapolis Cruz, as I read from a Star Tribune story, cleared this uh, homeless camp. The site had as many as 25 occupants at times. Officials who work with the homeless have said there were six there when when crews arrived Friday morning. Remember, earlier in the week, there was talk of this taking place on Wednesday, and there was some concern from the city about potential violence. Those who spoke on the other side said no, absolutely, they did not think there would be any violence in any way. So why was this the right decision today, and where are we headed in this upcoming year for the homeless and encampments in the city of Minneapolis. The person who knows this best is the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, and he's kind enough to join us on the city's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. Happy New Year to you and your family. Uh, why was today the day to do this? Happy New Year, Chad. Well, first, the day to do it was not uh, two days ago on Wednesday because we had very clear information uh, and intelligence that there were a number of individuals that were not homeless individuals, but others that were looking to uh, get in some form of tussle with our uh, public work staff, uh, our police officers. Uh, and we wanted to de-escalate the situation. The, the people that we are looking out for here are those that are experiencing homelessness. Uh, we want to make sure that they're safe, that they're warm, especially through this winter, uh, and that's why we gave them every single opportunity, including providing transportation over to shelter, uh, the shelter system, uh, to make sure that they have a space. We provide them a location where they could put uh, their, their things and their belongings uh, so that they would be able to access them even after the encampment was cleared. Uh, you know, encampments are just not the right route. Uh, if you want to transition people into long-term and stable housing, and, and clearly that needs to be the end goal, we have a much higher success rate doing that through individuals that have already been in our shelter system or in a model like Avivo, uh, where people have their own space, than we do at encampments. Uh, and so this was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to close down the encampment today. And I really appreciate all of our staff who have been out there repeatedly to provide services, outreach, and have provided a, a really uh, compassionate approach that I think is necessary. And speaking of Avivo, one of the guests we talked to yesterday on the show, if people want to podcast that, it's available, Emily Bastian from Avivo. Do you have right now, from what you know concerning the amount of homelessness and those individuals who fall into that category in the city of Minneapolis, do you have enough locations for those individuals to go at this time if they're willing to go? At this time, yes. But, of course, the number of individuals that are experiencing experiencing homelessness or unsheltered homelessness is always changing. Uh, And so the reality is, is that in Minneapolis, we provide far more shelter. We provide far more social services than other areas of the state. Not to mention there's a density of population here in the city where there's a a level of community that you might not have if you're living or experiencing homelessness in a very rural area. Uh, And so people come here 
to get that service. And so the number is consistently fluctuating. At the moment, yes, we have beds available. Yes, there are warm places where people can go. And yes, we offered transportation for those at the encampment so that they could get a bed uh, at one of the shelters. Um, the reality is, is that to do this right, and this is something that Emily Bastian is entirely correct on, we do need to shift the model. Uh, the model, for instance, that they provide at a, at a Vivo is one where people have their own space. They can sh- it's like their own individualized unit in a, in a greater uh, warehouse. Uh, they can shut the door. They can take a breath. They can kind of gather themselves, and that helps people to provide them with a foundation from which they can rise, and they can take the next step and get a job and fight off an addiction. Uh, that's a model that I want to replicate. So if people say the city of Minneapolis needs to devote more money to this in 2023, if you're telling me that you have enough housing, is that incorrect? Is, is money the issue? Well, money is always an issue. I mean, there are people say all the time that, uh, well, this is just not an issue that you can throw money at and it'll get better. I mean, the truth is, yeah, money is definitely helpful because money builds deeply affordable, low-income housing. Uh, money helps us to provide these shelters. And we have been putting in record amounts of money, both to low-income housing and shelter. We've produced upwards of five times, five times the amount of low or even no income, low or no barrier housing on an annual basis that we used to provide. We have put in three to five new shelters over these last couple of years, which is far more than we've ever been able to do in the past. Uh, And since March in 2020, the city and the county have allocated about $200 million to the homeless response. Uh, So, of course, we're going to continue to put up funding for these really important initiatives. Of course, we're going to get this done. I'll tell you where the main sticking point is usually the ongoing funding. So in other words, the city, the county, we can step up and provide a capital investment to, for instance, put up a new shelter. The issue then is to have the long-term funding so that the operations can work, that it can be staffed. I mean, you know, sometimes people say, oh, well, we, of course we can find space for, for, for a new homeless shelter. We can. Space is not the issue. The issue is then to have the the long-term staffing, the know-how, the experience, and the ongoing funding uh, to ensure that every person that's living or, or at, an, at, a, at a homeless shelter uh, can get the wraparound services that they need to take the next step. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, is with us. Chad Hartman here on CCO. Jacob, when the individuals are living in these encampments, sometimes with their family, and they're offered to stay at a shelter, and they say no. Why are they saying no? And is some of it they're concerned about their safety when they go to the shelters? I don't want to speak for anybody who's experiencing homelessness, and I'm sure there's a variety of answers uh, that are provided. I'll give you the main three that I've heard, though. Uh, one, I've heard about a concern for safety, which, by the way, also exists at a homeless encampment. Two, it's an inability to stay with more than one member of your community or immediate family. By the way, we do have quite a bit of shelter uh, for people with families. Uh, The third, and this is definitely the biggest issue, is addiction. It's deep uh, addiction specifically to fentanyl and opioids. Uh, This is endemic throughout our country right now. 
Um, this is a drug that takes hold of people like nothing we've ever seen before. Um, it's 10, 15, 100 times more potent uh, than some of the other hardcore drugs that we've previously had issues with. Uh, and there is a lot of quick and ready access to fentanyl at these encampments. I mean, once these encampments get to a certain number, uh, I mean, the, the dealers know exactly where to go. They know exactly what to do. So how can you they change are, that? Well, first, we've got to stop the, the, the dealing of, of so much of this fentanyl. Uh, but second, we can't be giving them these ripe opportunities to take advantage of people, both through drug trafficking, also importantly, human trafficking. I mean, how do you think they're paying for a lot of these yeah, drugs some right. of the time? You know, and it, it, this is not safe, uh, particularly for women. It's not safe, but it's not safe for anybody. It's not safe for the people living at the encampments. It is not safe for the, the neighborhoods that are around these encampments. It's not the right choice. And I've talked to a number of people around the country. That, by the way, these issues are far worse on the West Coast right now uh, in terms of, of encampments. And it's just not the right strategy. Uh, again, if the goal is truly, if we're honest, if we're honest, we're operating in good faith, and the goal is truly to get people into permanent housing. Encampments are not the right route. I know you're short on time. I really appreciate you coming on. Next time we have you on, we'll get to a number of topics outside of just this, but this is also very important. So uh, thank, thanks, as always, for coming on today. You got it, Chad. Thanks so much. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, on homelessness, encampments, safety, and a very relevant topic. Um, I mentioned this before, and we've talked about George Santos multiple times this week and his string of lies, and there's even more information about it today. Jason Whitlock is becoming more and more well-known as a commentator. He's been around for a long time, an athlete himself, sports commentator, uh, someone who for a long time was on the left of center, now is on the right of center. He is saying that George Santos' lies is indicative of something we are missing in society. What is it? And do you agree? That's my pukey tease to keep you on for next segment here on CCO.